The Feast of the Ascension is 40 days after our celebration of Easter. And so we're in this final moment of preparation for the outpouring of the church at Pentecost. But there's different moments that get highlighted for us in our season of Lent, Holy Week, Easter, the Ascension, and now we have this time in which we're also looking forward to Pentecost. Because the first thing that we encounter on Ash Wednesday is a call to repentance, an acknowledgement that sin exists in our world, that it's impacted us, and that we have a need for a Savior. We get marked with the ashes, that sin leaves its mark upon us. And then as we go through the season in which we call to mind our sins and we seek the Lord's forgiveness, and those who are preparing to join the church are being, are being prepared then to receive the gift of baptism or the strengthening of faith, we get into Holy Week, where we get to Good Friday, we get to the cross, and we see that Jesus paid the price that we should have to pay. That Jesus took upon himself the sins of the world. He took upon himself our sins, everyone's sins, so that we didn't, so that we didn't suffer under the weight of our own sins, but that we could have and experience forgiveness. Then we encounter the empty tomb and the resurrection. We encounter Easter, which shows that even when sin brings death, and Jesus died. Death was overcome by the power of God, by the grace of God. And so for us, as we experience forgiveness, as we experience the outpouring of the gift of faith, it becomes a chance and a time and a moment for us to be able to acknowledge that we become changed and transformed by the grace of God at work within our lives. That faith isn't something that's just simply stagnant or a collection of information that we could read in a book, but faith becomes an, an expression of a living relationship with God, God's love for us, and God's love transformative in us. And today we get to the moment of the ascension. And this is the feast day that's of such great hope for us. There's trepidation because as the apostles first experienced, it changes the way in which Jesus was going to be present to them. When he ascended into heaven, he wasn't going to be showing up just randomly where he had been in the resurrection accounts, where he just happened to be there on the shore cooking breakfast when they were looking for fish, or when he happened to join up and walk with them as they were going along the way or when they were huddled and afraid in the upper room, Jesus showed up and brought them peace because he was there. He brought the proof of his presence there, and his presence brought peace. And so the ascension gives this moment of trepidation because what they're acknowledging is that now Jesus is up in heaven. He's reunited with his Father in heaven. And he said that he's supposed to go because, and that it will be better for us that he goes because he will send the Holy Spirit. So this moment, this feast day of the ascension is for us a glimpse up into heaven that Jesus, who is the head of the body of Christ, and us who are members of the body of Christ, 
are being pulled by the grace of God into that deep communion of being forever with God in heaven, we become changed. We become changed by belonging to Christ. And that that change brings us to the experience of glory. The glory of being in God's presence. The glory of belonging to him and being in him. That communion means for us that we're not just trying to figure it out on our own, but that we are now inextricably and forever linked to Jesus, who brings us with him into his Father's home, his Father's place in heaven. And so this is what gives us great hope. And then Jesus tells us to look for the upcoming outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Look to Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit comes. In the church, we say that there's nine days, the Easter season's 50 days, and so there's nine days that go between when the ascension took place and when the outpouring of the Holy Spirit happens in Pentecost. They were told to go to the upper room and to pray and to be expectant and hopeful that God would be faithful and would send the Spirit. And so those nine days are considered to be that first novena in the church, that first nine days of praying for an intention with all our hearts asking for our own hearts to be ready to receive what God is willing and able to give us. We're asking for our hearts to be stretched because I don't know about you, but when God gives an outpouring and an overflowing of his grace, if all we're able to accept is a thimble, there's a lot that spills over. But if our heart grows to be able to hold more of the grace of God within it, if we allow our heart to be stretched to be capable of receiving that grace, the grace of God still pours out and overflows. We're never going to be big enough to handle everything that God desires and wants to give us. But God gives us that grace. And God lets us be stretched in our prayers these next nine days for that outpouring of the Holy Spirit so that as God comes into our lives to dwell in our hearts, to strengthen and fan into flame in us that moment of Pentecost where the Holy Spirit gives us not just that faith is a happy memory or a place of comfort, but that the faith becomes a furnace and a fire within us of God's love. That we ourselves are loved and we shine with the love of God, with the Spirit dwelling in and through us. So what we pray for in these days is that as the Lord is bringing us into this moment of glory and the ascension, as he is preparing us and pulling us with him towards heaven, we pray that our own hearts be stretched to receive the grace, to receive the glory, to receive that outpouring of the Holy Spirit, this Pentecost moment in which we become strengthened and we become alive and on fire with the faith that strengthens us to proclaim boldly why 
we've experienced the love of God, how we've experienced the love of God, and that the love of God for us is forever life-changing and life-altering. So as we continue our prayers today, we allow ourselves to be fed by the Lord, and we pray and we ask that we would receive the overabundance, the overflowing grace that the Lord desires and pours into our hearts. Amen.